Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. It's Ann Ortley <clears throat> here at the Weekly Weather, broadcasting today from the bright red desk. As you can tell, I haven't spoken yet today. A little frog in the throat there. Uh, today is the Weekly Weather for August 26, 2018. I'm back after a lovely week of vacation in Florida. I do try to take a week of vacation off after the eclipse's peak and head for head for the head for the hills because I work really hard during eclipse season. That's the kind of like tax season for accountants. Eclipse season for astrologers tends to be busy. So this was, of course, a very busy eclipse because there were three of them. So it's been uh, we've been doing it for the last eight weeks, and it officially ended yesterday with the full moon in Pisces, or today, rather, with the full moon in Pisces this morning, bright and early, uh, at 7.56 a.m. at 3 Pisces. So eclipse season is over. <clears throat> we have another one coming in uh, January, but, you know, that's six months away. We we're, we can get ready for that down the road a little piece. This week and the weekly weather, um, because we are at the end of eclipse season, we often have but um bump kind of energies. So last week we lost Aretha Franklin, uh, the one of my absolute favorite favorite singers in the whole world. Um, and uh, we also lost John McCain yesterday, um, who had fought a battle against cancer, Geoblastoma is a pretty nasty cancer. Um, my dad was a neurologist, and back when I was younger, it was inevitably fatal. It's still inevitably fatal, but it now they treat it. People live longer because he lived almost a year past diagnosis. He lived a year and a couple months past diagnosis. Um, the other thing is, is right before the birthday, right? Both of them died right before their birthdays, which is a period of time when your system is really low and really weak. Uh, because you're waiting for the sun to come back and re-energize your chart. So if you watch, there's often a lot of times people pass right before their birthdays, um, or right, you know, just a day or two before they turned to my friend, a day or two before she turned 100. Um, honoring that energy of the the departure, sun and Virgo, both um, uh, John McCain was a Virgo, uh, born in Panama Canal, uh, to a military family. His dad was military. His grandfather was military and aretha was born down in uh, mississippi um in and she is a uh she's an aries as you might guess with that that stunning punch of a vocal energy but she also has uh the north node in pisces uh and or, sorry south node in pisces and uh, both of them had aspects to series which is one of the things that i find very often people leave on you know, when they're having an aspect to series, it's the mother. They're going home to Mother Earth. They're going back to the Great Mother. They're leaving and, you know, becoming part of the cycle of life. And often they have Jupiter aspects because they're leaving and going on a long trip. And so I always liked that. You know, one of those things is like, oh, wow, when you leave, it's Jupiter. You know, you get to leave the body behind and go off into the wherever we go, you know, because energy doesn't, energy doesn't and it just transforms its state, and we move into some new form. So um, two icons in our world, uh, a male and a female, um, hard lives, and also deeply deeply honored and deeply loved by many people uh, for their work in the world. One is a singer encouraging us to have respect for ourselves, and another who had enormous respect for his country. I didn't agree with McCain's politics 99% of the time, but I knew he came from an honorable place, and I knew he fought for truth and justice. And Aretha, 
you know, how many people were inspired when you watch the Carol King tribute where she sings, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman? And you see, like, every eye in the place crying. You know, it's Aretha. So, um, at any rate, Godspeed to both of them. We won't see their likes soon again. And uh, it reminds you, you know, are you living your best life? You know, what will people say about you when you die? And you move on. Obviously, you're not going to get the, well, maybe you will. (laughs) I'm assuming you're not going to get necessarily the coverage that these people are getting in the media. But what is your life added up to? And, of course, as we leave the eclipses, uh, this week Mars goes direct on Monday. He's been retrograde all summer long. (laughs) It seems like all summer long. And he's going to go direct, and um, we're going to really have a burst of energy. One of one of my uh, co- cohort astrologers had this really beautiful uh, quote. He said, you know, Jup- as Jupiter and Scorpio rockets towards Sag, well, Mars and Mars and Capricorn is about to Mars and Aquarius is about to rocket toward. It's in Capricorn now, but it's about to rocket out of there and head forward. Now, Mars does not clear his shadow until October 10th, so some of the stuff you've been working on may not actually take off until then. But he is turning direct on Monday, and just stand back, full steam ahead. If you thought things have been going fast up until now, they're going to really fly. And then, in very short order, Saturn goes direct, Pluto goes direct. Mars clears his shadow. There's a, um, a Venus star point in Scorpio, and Jupiter enters Sagittarius. The nodes go into Cancer, and Uranus goes back into Aries for a little cleanup. So boom, 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 boom. That's the fall. Lots of stuff going on. So your job, <clears throat> as best as you can handle it, once Mars goes forward, is going to be really rocking. You really, really need to be clear what is the intent? What is the focus? What is the thing you want to say? You want to say about yourself when you die, or you want to say about yourself for the next chapter? You know, you don't have to make it dying. We don't have to be so morbid here. I'm sitting here crying at my desk. Um, but it also is, you know, the the point and the purpose of your life. You know, and the nodes in Leo, since May of last year, uh, have been saying to you, what is the focus of your life? What is really important for you to do? What is what is the area you're supposed to shine in? What house is ruled by Leo? What house is? Usually there's two. Leo is like in, in Aretha's chart. Leo rules the midheaven. And so it's the ninth house of communication and the tenth house of being in the public, being a public figure. Uh, and so she's shown in the world as an Aries, as a pioneering woman, um, refusing to play in places that weren't segregated that were segregated. Um, unless they were unsegregated, she wouldn't play there. I didn't say that well. But, um, yeah, born in 1942, you know. Um, John McCain, born in Panama, captured in Vietnam. Uh, his his um, He's a Virgo. His birthday is this week. His birthday is the 29th, uh, today, yesterday. Um, no, the 29th, sorry. It was a Saturday when he was born. And the son rules his sixth house and his fifth house, his house of children and creativity and love, and his sixth house of service. Right, So that's how he's shown in the world. Both in, He's a Virgo. Of course, Virgos are here to serve. He's shown in the military service. He's shown in his service to the Senate. And he's shown in you know fighting for what he felt was proper and right for the people. The sixth house is the house of the people in um, leaders' charts. So, as a, as a senator... Um, at any rate, we're gonna 
move forward now and talk about the week ahead and, and what's going on. But I want you to think about as Mars stops, because, you know, a couple things happen with Mars stopping, too. People fight, you know, because the planet of war is is stopped. And so there's a little more feisty tendency. And also Mars is out of bounds until September 24th or 25th when he comes back in. Um, and so he's out of bounds, so he's acting a little over the top. And he's in the last degrees of Capricorn. So he's a little over the top in, you know, what is the work of your life? And then when he goes forward on Monday, he's going to say, okay, let's get it going, man. Let's rock and roll. We're ready to roll. So for those of you whose projects are stalled or things that kind of felt like they fall, fell apart this week or they kind of went, yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen. Next week when Mars gets moving forward, it's like a breath of fresh air and things that were stalled, stopped, barked, not moving shift direction and move forward and we go in a new direction so also when mars goes direct we the things that seem to go backwards for us for a while while he's been retrograde um now suddenly go okay now i'm ready to go forward so kind of watch for a burst of energy and watch for fighting when mars stops a few days on either side he stopped officially uh monday so through next wednesday thursday we're going to feel his stop and we did last you know we did this week um, I was down at my dad's uh, visiting him, uh, you know, condo in Florida, lay in, the, lay in the pool kind of thing. And there was this couple. I mean, I've been in this place many times. He's in a, he's in a assisted living place. There was this couple that was having this huge fight every day in the lobby <laughs> and uh, you know, just screaming and yelling at each other. And I just was like, wow, I've never seen that before. You know, this is like a nice, quiet kind of place. You know, everybody's old and, you know, nobody nobody yells at each other. But they were rocking and rolling in the front lobby to the point where someone came out and said something. And I'm like, well, that is that is Mars stopped. So I guess they're in the mood to have a fight. So also watch where you feel the buildup, energetic buildup. When Mars builds up, a lot of times we're a little more accident prone, right? Because we're, you know, it's, there's like a burst of forward moving energy that makes like, and, and we trip, we fall, we break things. So just kind of go a little slower, honor the station, honor that it can feel like there's like stuff on your insides churning away. Because that's what happens when Mars stops. You know, that picture of, you know, the roadrunner where he would run his little feet and get the little pile of dirt before he took off. That's kind of what Mars is doing in the sky, where he does a little, and then he goes zoom. So he goes direct, bright and early, um, on uh, Monday at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. But right now, he's dead stopped in the sky. So it is a moment for deep reflection. And you may find that you're really feeling... Uh, deep inner worlds, inner worlds, and it'll take you back to when you were 28, 29, because that's the degree Mars is at. It'll take you back to when he entered that shadow degree uh, in earlier in the year, and he will. Um, it'll take you back to the station. So the highlights of that time. Let me give you the dates. I should have written these down, but it was more important to take a shower <laughs> this morning. Okay, so Mars entered his shadow on May uh, 13th, 12th, 13th, uh, right around the same time Uranus changed signs. And he went retrograde on the 27th of June, right? And so we're back to those dates, that May date and then June 27th. And then he goes direct today, and then he clears his shadow October 10th. So kind of mark those as the story of Mars in your chart. And that, of course, means the Aries houses and the Scorpio houses, because those are the houses that Mars rules. 
You look at those houses to see the impact. And then you also look at where Mars lives natally in your chart, so in, in the 11th house in my case. So it's an astrology house. And it rules my ninth house of travel. Uh, so I had the overseas trips booked uh, to speak overseas. And then the second house of money, which I get paid for those, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so watch where Mars is in your chart as he shifts and moves forward, as he shifts and says, okay, full steam ahead, where are we going? What's up next, Doc? So your job is to talk to your Mars. Uh, Mars in the sky is in Capricorn. Talk to Mars. I had a client here the other day, and she's like, Ann, I've been talking to Pluto. I'm like, that's good. You want to talk to Pluto? She's like, I've been talking to Mars. I'm like, good. You want to talk to Mars? Think of these planets as your friends. They're in your chart. They're part of your energy system. They want to work with you. They don't really want to fight with you. I mean, sometimes they fight with you, but... You know, they're there. You picked them for a reason. I had one guy say, I didn't pick this chart. <laughs> and, well, you might have been partying a little when you when they gave the chart out, but, you, you know, this is what you signed up for. He's like, well, I, you know, why would I ask for something like this? I'm like, I don't know, but, you know, you did. So now you got to figure out how to work with it, at least this life, you know, and then you can get a new one next life. So uh, forward we go, and we wish you all a wonderful Mars Direct. And you want to watch that energy. You'll really feel it. Watch for a lot of fighting tomorrow, a lot of uh, you know transportation delays and people really being irritated. And then it's forward. And, we're, and suddenly the problems that seemed insolvable, there's a path through the woods, there's an opportunity, there's a, oh, okay. Also because it is stationing, Mars does tend to turbulent the war, turbulent the turbo turbo charge, the passion, the anger energy. So this usually does, unfortunately, result in um, some kind of shooting thing in our culture, at least. Uh, You know, so we can watch for that. Hopefully, not too bad. Um, And we also have a forward motion, full steam ahead, because Mars is out of bounds it's going to move really fast. So you want to kind of, to the best of your ability, have a plan of how you're organizing your structures and your lives so that you can implement. And you're going to find this fall is super, super fast energetically. So you really want to focus on, you know, the one or two or three things a day that you really need to get done because the rest of the days are going to just fly. You know, I wouldn't make it an overly ambitious fall, in the sense of I'm going to do three million things, I would really just have two or three things a day that you get up and you go, did that, did that, did that, and then the day takes off on you because it's going to be a full steam ahead fall. And, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, craziness in a good way, very good crazy, and very good at building things because there's these lovely grand trines in Earth in the heavens which encourage us. And this right now... Uh, with Vir- you know the sun moving into Virgo, it's forming a grand trine with Saturn and Uranus. So we have a nice grand trine, and we also have a really, really juicy Jupiter-Neptune trine, which invites us to work on our dream, right? And Neptune's going backwards, Jupiter's going forwards. They're going to start separating over the next few days. But they are there saying... You know, what is the, what's the dream you've got? What's the dream you're working on? And, you know, when I've been talking to people, I mean, I was off for a week, so I didn't do any computers, didn't do any email. It was really nice. Um, but in talking to people since I've been back, because I worked this weekend, um, a lot of people were like, well, I think my dream is this. 
And Mercury's on the world axis, so he's really listening. He's really hearing hearing you speak about what it is as he gets ready to clear his shadow, right? Because Mercury was retrograde earlier in the month. So talk your talk your passion. Talk to your planet. Say, you know, Jupiter, what I'd like from you is this. Give Jupiter a list. Say to Saturn, you know, Saturn, this is my commitment to you. Want to work together? Because, you know, you don't give Saturn a list. You ask him if he wants to work with you. Mars, oh, finally, you're going forward. How about if we do these projects? And kind of enlist your planets to help you because that's really what they're there for. You know, someone, uh, we were working on a chart and, and the woman had a pretty difficult chart. And she said to me, Anne, how would you use this energy if this was your chart? And I said, well, first of all, I always make sure every day I use all my planets. I make sure every planet's been checked in with because I know if I don't use them, someone else will, right? So I always make sure that I do a little bit of everything, every planet in the house, Every planet gets at least petted. <laughs> like, like think of it as a cat or a dog. And then the other thing I look at is where the transits are on my chart, which planets want extra attention. You know, which planet has Jupiter on it, talking to it. So which planet is feeling Jupiterian? It needs a little more time with me. Which planet's feeling Saturnian? It's the one that really wants to work and is a little impatient if I dawdle, right? So I kind of think of them as people, or, or my my staff, for lack of a better word. They're my, my planetary staff. And I look and see, you know, everybody been checked in with. I said good morning to everybody, right? Because, you know, when you come in the office and your boss doesn't say good morning to you, you, know, you don't feel so good. So you, I always say good morning to every planet and make sure I do a little something with them, even if it's just a fist bump. And then I do, okay, who needs attention and those planets are the planets that are having transits, and those are the planets I spend a little more time with. And then you want to kind of back up even a little more from that, because because everything's going to be so busy and everybody's going to be demanding your attention all fall, you also kind of want to say, in big picture, I'm working on this, so I make sure I do a little bit of that every day, because that's my project, and which planets are going to help me do it. If you do it that way, and you think of them as your team, it helps a lot because they're working with you and they're cooperating with you and they do help you grow, okay? Um, on September 23rd, I am going, or whatever the Sunday is in September. Um, I just said September 23rd. Was that the right day? So, yep, September 23rd, the Sunday, I'm going to be uh, speaking in Philadelphia uh, at the New York now, the NCGR chapter in Philly, we're going to be talking about Jupiter and Sag and the upcoming Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. You know, what's in it for you and how it's going to show up and what's happened in previous times. So uh, information on my website, information on their website. And then, of course, Tucson in October. Yes, yes, there's still room in iAstrologer for folks. And I will have a, a presentation on Wednesday, on Thursday this week on the 30th on how to make money from your astrology practice, uh, how to make money, how to charge appropriately um, <clears throat> for your services. And that's open to anybody who's registered in iAstrologer to sign up and hear that. And it will be recorded so you can listen if you can't listen to the recording. And then, of course, Tuscany. Uh, that will be in May, and that's going to get announced next month in September. I've elected it. <laughs> I've elected a launch date. So mark your calendars. That's May, uh, May fifteenth to nineteenth in Tuscany. Um, and forward we go. Let's talk about the weather. Uh, so first up, the moons. Um, this week, the moon today, the moon is a full moon in Pisces, 
and uh, it it goes void. Um, uh, it, the full moon was at 7:36. The moon in Pisces is in Pisces today, Monday, and it goes void at 9:54 in the morning with a sextile to Mars, making this a very productive Mars direct. Now remember, Mars goes direct, and Mars direct runs until the next time Mars goes retrograde which is September of 2020, right? So we've got a long, full steam ahead, and this is a really nice Mars Direct because it has the Jupiter-Uranus trine. It has um, lovely sextiles between the Moon and Uranus and Saturn. Um, it's it's a juicy chart. It does have a Venus-Pluto, which says you have to pick your power battles carefully, but um, otherwise it's a really nice chart. Closing aspect for the Mars Direct is Moon sextile Mars. And also that's the closing aspect for Sunday and Monday and Tuesday morning till 10, 9.54, Eastern Time Zone. Then the moon's void in the middle of the day, 9.54 till noon, 30, 12.35, when it enters Aries. And it's in Aries on the 28th, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday all day, Thursday all day, going void at 7.04 with a square to Mars. Remember, Mars is in Capricorn, moon in Aries. It's a little bit of a fight. <clears throat> so again... As Mars starts to move forward and we've finished the eclipse season, you know, we're kind of like, okay, that's done. You know, there's a real energy of of endings, you know, um, because people have made decisions. And now as Mars goes forward, they implement. And they say, you know, I can't do that. I I need to go do something else. Or I'm unable to do that. And and that's the forward motion. So that's on uh, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday. The moon is void for two hours Thursday night. And it enters Taurus at 9.30 p.m. on the 30th, uh, Thursday night. And it's in Taurus on the 31st, Friday. And it's in Taurus on the 1st, Saturday. And it goes void with a trine to Mars, moon and Capricorn, moon and Taurus, trine Mars and Cap, um, on uh, 1.56 in the morning, you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And then it is, so that's a nice opportunity to get stuff done with that moon and Taurus trine stuff. And then it enters Gemini at 4.02 in the morning, Sunday the 2nd. And it's in Gemini Sunday and Monday the 3rd, Labor Day weekend. And then it goes void at 2.37 a.m. with a sextile to Mercury. So Sunday and Monday. So it looks like a really nice Labor Day weekend. Taurus, moon, lots of good food. Gemini, lots of friends and connection. And then, of course, back to work on Monday, on Tuesday the 4th, because uh, Monday the 3rd is Labor Day. And summer is finished. Athene, all the all the public pools in New York shut down, and they say bye. We're gone for a year, and I'm always like, no, don't go. But the summer's over, and didn't it go really fast? Even with all those retrogrades, remember back at the beginning of a couple year, couple months ago, I was going, yeah, we're going to be running backwards at full speed. Well, now we're going to start running forwards at even faster speeds. So get ready, folks. This week it launches. Um, so the sun went into Virgo last week, and uh, it goes forward, and it's in Virgo. Uh, from 4 Virgo to 11, 12 Virgo, right? Has a, has a number of aspects, including an aspect to the nodes of fate. And someone wrote me a question and said, what are the nodes of fate when you say that? Um, what I mean by the nodes of fate, and, you know, when planets aspect the nodes of fate, often someone important arrives in our lives or there's a change in a relationship of an existing person. And uh, we, in hindsight, we go, oh, that was a really important time. So I had two students who both met their beloveds on the same day, right? Uh, and they, they were in class, and they were talking about it, and it was the same day in August that they met each other. 
and one couple's getting married and the other couple is in a committed relationship not getting married. Um, one couple's getting married actually on September 22nd. And they met and it was a fated event and they both had it. You know, they both had it pop in their life. So when I say these nodes, right, they hit on these faded days. And so you watch what who shows up. So when I say that to you, just kind of pay attention who comes in, who goes out, because people are our planets. Planets are our people. And it usually means that there's a, an inner and out energy that invites us to uh, recognize an arrival. So it's kind of like an early warning system. I'm, I'm saying, hey, you know, on the 28th, you know, the sun's going to aspect the nodes of fate. You might meet somebody important. So you watch who you meet that day, and you go, oh, they're going to be important, right? It's like a, you know, in hindsight, you always know they're important. But when you meet them that day, you go, ooh, big. So when I do predictive astrology and I say, oh, watch who you meet this day, and they go, you know, I met them on that day. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's the nodes of fate. It says, here is your fate. Uh, so sun is quintile, Mars and Jupiter, which gives it a real burst of energy. Of course, it's in Virgo. So he wants to organize things, and he wants to get stuff done, and he wants to get you on your health plan, and he wants to get you ready for school, and he wants to, you know, that whole fall thing that Sun and Virgos love to do. And then he also has a semi-square to Venus on the 31st, kind of going, oh, you know, really, love is over, I have to transform, I have to go back to work. Yeah, you do. But on the 3rd, he has a biquintile to the south node, which says, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. So the sun in Virgo is really a preparatory sun. It's a hard-working sun, likes to get stuff done, likes to be of service, and in there, John McCain's going to have his birthday. Um, Mercury uh, is on the world point, and it's in conjunct Neptune. So it's saying, what is the dream? And, and how do you need to adjust the dream? Or how do you need to tweak the dream? I don't, I don't like to say adjust it, get rid of it. But I want you to kind of think about, with Mercury and Leo, he's, he knows what he wants the dream to be. So he has to articulate it because that's how things happen. But his inconjunct to Neptune invites us to look at it and say, well, really? And the answer is, yeah, really. And Why? Well, because of bub up, right? And so just kind of really kind of sit with your dream this week as Neptune goes backwards because he's inviting you and he talks to Mercury. He's inviting you to kind of work with it. And then Mercury is going to come to square Jupiter. Remember, Neptune and Jupiter are in a trine. Going to come to square Jupiter on the 28th where he's going to talk to you about what that dream looks like. And then he has a sesquiquadrate with Saturn on the 28th. So a lot of times the Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn is a um, <clears throat> is you're going to get what you asked for squared to Jupiter, but it might be in a different, slightly different shape than you thought you wanted, or it might be a no Moon square Jupiter uh, overdoing too expensive to whatever. But the sesquiquadrate to Saturn goes, but you've found it. That means you know it exists and there's a potential for it to come in. So don't take any no's this week personally, because Mars, of course, has stopped, um, but because of the, the impact of Saturn in the sesquiquadrate to the Mercury and Jupiter in the, Jupiter in the square can be a little bit of overdoing. And that's, you know, that's the weekend. That's Thursday, Friday. Um, so if the no's come in when the moon in Aries, you know, the end of the week has got really lovely aspects. Uh, Mercury is trying Eris, so there's a little crankiness that's on September 2nd. Um, fire, fire energy, passionate energy, and then it's a square to partner energy. 
Uh, Mercury is in Leo is square to Juno. And Mercury, I don't think I said this before, he goes from 15 Leo to 26 Leo. So all the planets between 15 and 26 are going to have a visit from the Mercury guy of communication. And then he has a biquintile to Pluto, really giving you strategic ideas, and a biquintile to Chiron, offering you an opportunity to implement stuff. And then he has a nice sextile to Venus. They're getting along again. They were having a fight earlier in the summer. And then he kind of organizes the house energy on the 3rd. Venus this week oh, runs from 19 Libra to 24 Libra. And her big, her big hoo-ha this week is the square to Pluto. Um, and that is uh, Venus and Pluto is going to invite you to look at the triangles in your life and understand how you want to work with them, right? Because Venus square Pluto has a triangular energy where she's really pushing and encouraging and helping. And then she also has quintile aspects to Saturn and Neptune, um, asking you about, again, how what's the passion, how you want to work at it. She's in one of her favorite signs. She's in Libra. So she does have partnerships available to her if you kind of watch for them. And then uh, Mars, we talked about his station uh, direct. He also has an inconjunct to Athena, so a plan, a plan that you had is not going to work quite the way you thought. That will happen on September 2nd, but it will work. You just have to adjust it, tweak it. And then it has a trying to series on the third, making it very creative. Jupiter and Saturn have a semi-square to each other. So there's an issue of wanting to expand but having a limitation. Again, you know, the whole thing with the speed of the world right now, I want to do this, but I have a limitation. So break it into smaller chunks, even though Jupiter goes, but I have to clean the whole refrigerator. Say to him, one shelf at a time, babe, because you're not going to get an hour to clean the whole refrigerator. You're going to get five minutes, and you can clean out the cheese drawer. And then ten minutes from now, when you have another few minutes, you can clean out the vegetable drawer. Um, and then last but not least, the um, uh, Juno aspects, the note of fate. So watch for changes in partnership as she talks to partners, and she wants to realign and come up with a different partnership energy. Uh, in in terms of how she moves forward, and she's in Leo, and she's uh, I'm sorry, Juno's in Taurus, so she's in committed partnership, and she's talking to the node in Leo, saying this is a partnership that's helpful and creative for you. So watch what partners or people want to partner with you to show up on the 30th. And that's it, end of the show. So I wish you all a great week. Uh, happy Mars stationing direct. Goodbye, Aretha. Goodbye, John. Um, you know, you've made an incalculable contribution to your to the world here. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll miss you. We'll miss your integrity. We'll miss your communication skills. We'll miss how you talked to us. And you made us respect ourselves. And you made us we love, love, understand and love and respect our country. So on that note, because as heroes, they model for us. They model for us. So go model for someone in your life what the best life for you is. And on that note, wishing you a great week. Big hugs. And signing off from the bright red desk back here in New York, working hard, moving forward with astrology. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>